Blog Talk Radio. Greetings and good evening. Welcome to this week's episode of the Psychic Inside Show. My name is Joelle and I'm your host. I'm also known as the Vibrarian and my goal is to help elevate, enlighten, and empower. On the Psychic Inside Show, I get an opportunity to have conversations with people from all kinds of experiences who are sharing what their life has looked like as they have uncovered their psychic gifts and abilities. Now, I believe that everyone is psychic, and so that by having these conversations and hearing these stories at some point, Someone will hear a message that helps resonate and helps them recognize some innate gift maybe that they have also um, been dealing with unknown to them. So it's really a wonderful experience for me to get to have these conversations. And I'm here on the Vibrary Radio Network, which is on Blog Talk Radio. We're here on Tuesdays and Thursdays, the Psychic Inside Show and the Vibrarian Talk Show. And coming soon, we will be adding some wonderful new programs to the Vibrary Vibrary Radio Network family. So I've got some exciting announcements ahead. You can call in to the show from our line, 646-787-8436, if you would like to ask a question about the life story that you are hearing during the interview, just press 1, and I'll try to get you on the air as soon as possible. And also, I invite you to connect with us out in social media. I like to call the people that I tend to be around the Good Vibe Tribe, and this is all about uplifting the frequency and sending out the positivity. So if you're out there, you can connect with us at, at The Vibrarian. That's V I B E. R-A-R-I-A-N, The Vibrarian. So if you're out there you want to tag me, if you see something positive, I would love to amplify that energy. So just tag Good Vibe Tribe or hashtag Get Lifted, and I'll do my best to make sure that those messages carry on. Now, if you're catching this replay in one of the podcast uh, services, such as iTunes, welcome to the show, and also those of you who are tuning in on YouTube, YouTube for the replays and archives of these interviews. I appreciate that you tune in to these at whatever time and wherever you are. Know that tonight's story is going to be one that was meant exactly for you to hear in the space and time in which you hear it. So all that being said, now on to the heart of the matter. My guest this evening is a such a sweet, sweet soul. Let me tell you, if if you've listened to more than one or two episodes of the Psychic Inside Show, then you'll always know that I talk about Gloria Parker's Big Psychic Fair, which is an event that happens in the North Atlanta area up in a suburb called Roswell, Georgia, that's been going on for nearly three decades. And it is a monthly rain or shine, sleet or snow, psychic fair um, that has seen many, many psychics come through the doors and many clients and people coming to receive services there. So it's a wonderful intersection and place to meet people who are all on a spiritual pathway. So I've been going up there on a reading once a month, and around me, you know, you get a chance to um, talk with other psychics and practitioners who are reading. And 
every time I would encounter her energy, she would just be smiling so sweetly and say, hey, how are you doing? You know, like her energy was super sweet. And I never really had had an opportunity to have a reading with her, but I would kind of hear from time to time just her words and the, the energy as she would be talking with clients were in very close quarters there at the Blue Barn. So, like, I would hear just such loving messages, that snippets, I guess, that were being delivered to other people that it just really made me smile from a happy heart. So when I had an opportunity to work more closely with this lovely, light, and beautiful soul, I did, and we were able to connect and work more closely together. So with that being being said, I am very pleased tonight to get to have a conversation with you, Kim Wells, or Kimberly Wells, either way, I guess, is fine with you as you have shared. Welcome to the Psychic Inside Show, Kim. You are just so sweet, and I'm very glad that you are here with me this evening. Thank you so much for that beautiful entry as well. So I appreciate the invite, and I look forward to the interview and answering any questions that you may have or anybody else may have. Well, I am always curious to know how people, like, come to figure out what their gift kind of looks like. And from what I know of you from, like, encountering your you and seeing your biography, I do know that – some people's grandmothers might teach them how to make apple pie, but your grandmother was through whom you encountered first learning about things such as tarot cards and pendulums and divin- divination tools. How? What was that like? It was very interesting growing up with my grandmother because um, she did stay with us for some time and we would be, she'd be the grandmother that we would visit, you know, during holidays. And this was on my mom's side, as a, a my mom's mom. So when she started teaching me these um, diminution tools or teaching me, you know, what she was doing, it seemed odd at first and kind of scary, honestly. Mm-hmm. You know, because I was, mm-hmm. you know, you know, I could have been eight or I could have been 10 or I could have been 12 when I was learning all this. Um, but I knew that um, no matter what, that that's where I wanted to be. I knew growing up or when I got to be an adult and I could understand more that this, that's what I wanted to do, that I wanted to do what she was doing because I completely believed in her gift. And I knew that she was a very powerful psychic and medium herself. So growing up, so what, you know, with my well, I was wondering sorry, like, what would be some. Well, I was wondering what would be something if you could recall from like your childhood self that you observed her to do that was like amazing to you, or amazing and scary, or or you know, let you know that it was something special and different. Yes, it was. Uh, she taught me a lot with the pendulum of how to respect the the pendulum, how to respect the answers that you are getting um, as far as, you know, making sure that who the spirit that was talking with you at the time was working within the light. Um, she would also mm-hmm. tell me 
um, that every time you asked a question and it answered, make sure you said thank you. You know, she taught me how to, you know, to show respect and gratitude for them speaking with you. Uh, She would also teach me, you know, about um, the healing hands, you know, that um, how to get your hands, you know, um, to touch people and to heal them or to send healing through them. Um, That's not something I've worked with as an adult, but I would like to. Um, It was more about how to show, you know, love through your gift and how to show love back and appreciation for the communication that you were getting from heaven and from your angels. And so this this kind of, um, I guess, her way of being and the messages that she was delivering um, and to you, her grandchild, and in the family. So was it a, a very positive and accepted thing then within the, your whole family dynamic through the generations to be connecting with spirit like this? Um, It wasn't as accepting on some sides of the family as it was on others. My example would be like me and my mom and my sister was, you know, very much into it and my aunt, which we understood what was going on, um, that, you know, like my brother or my dad or grandfather, you know, some of those um, did not think it was as true as it was, you know, or did not believe in it or mm-hmm. thought there may have been a negative pattern towards it. Um, but I never felt that way. My grandmother also taught me protection. So she taught me, mm-hmm. you know, that if I was worried to, you know, ask for the blue light to be with me or to ask mm-hmm. for my angels to wrap me with their wings, you know, there was... Mm-hmm. Things that were, she taught me that if I was afraid, that they would protect me. And I have always Mm. felt that way. That had to be very special as you, like, see it now through your adult lens uh, to have, like, that direct inherited uh, shared wisdom and knowledge. Yes, it was. Um, I also was able to see some of my grandmother some of my grandmother's, you know, face-to-face readings with other people. Um, She would sit down with all of my young friends, you know, and read, you know, like with how they were doing in school or read what they were doing with their, you know, how it was going with their boyfriends. And, you know, she was very fun-loving and energetic, and she made it fun. She didn't make it to where it was uncomfortable for you to sit with her or be with her. She made it, you know, to where it was, you know, all about love and all about, you know, making mm-hmm. sure that you were on the right path and a purpose. Right. Well, that sounds like a very positive environment to have been fostered into to, you know, bring you through your family in such a beautiful way. Did you, as you entered, like, your young adult life, were you um, in a professional capacity using your your gifts and knowledge uh, and skills at that point? Well, um, I I wanted to share the other side of this, too, is that my Mm -hmm. grandfather on my dad, you know, my dad's dad was also a Southern Baptist preacher. So oh. there was also a learning of, <laughs> it is, does sound funny, right? 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> there was a learning mm-hmm. of, yeah, spirituality, and there was a learning of, you know, the Bible, God's book. And mm-hmm. so I did mm-hmm. learn both sides of the world at the same time, basically. And I was very proud right. of those sides because um, both sides, to me, are equally in love. Mm-hmm. So, um, so you didn't experience any it, tension? Was there any tension um, in your family dynamic, though, outside of yourself uh, in those dynamics? Um, it was just, well, you knew the people that you could talk to about it, and you knew the people that you couldn't talk to about it. So that's okay. the way it ended up. And, um, so, you know, there were things that you just had to keep quiet sometimes, you know, and it wasn't that. You know, back then, you know, it seemed differently, but now I understand it as, you know, people are just on different paths. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's how right. I can take it now when um, I deal with people that either know or don't know, and then they say comments, you know, that, you know, I was like, well, you know, that's just the path that they're on, and that's what you just have to accept. Right. There's a diversity of paths, right? <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. As far as my young adult adulthood, I would have to say that, you know, kind of like uh, life took over, and I didn't follow that path. You know, I followed okay. other paths, and I didn't do as well as I should have done as a young adult or a young mother, you know, single moms at, at some times. And... um but I always still felt protected. I always still felt like I was close. I always still felt like my guys mm-hmm. were always with me. I always had that mm-hmm. in the background of my mind that no matter what, um, I knew I could come back to that at any time I wanted. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you were, it was just in you. It wasn't going anywhere. No, it, that part of me never left. It just never, um, what would you say, blossomed, I guess you could say, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, or came out of, I mm-hmm. didn't, I wasn't able to come out of my shell, maybe, until later right. on in life. Right, right. So was there anything that precipitated then the reemergence to the forefront of that uh, energy or experience? <laughs> um. Well, there was times where um, when I was, um, able to go see um, other psychics for readings. And mm-hmm. um, I would say that, um, again, knowing that this is where I wanted to be, but at the time I couldn't, um, that when I got my divorce um, several years ago, I decided that this is going to be something else that I was going to pursue that I could start talking about. Um, mm-hmm. I started going to I started going to um, the Blue Barn um, as just for readings, and mm-hmm. um, a lot of yeah, a lot of the readers there would encourage me to, you know, to enhance my gifts or to learn more mm-hmm. about my gifts because they had mm-hmm. felt like that that's where I needed to be as well. It really was very encouraging, you know, to speak to other people and see, you know, things in me that I didn't think would ever come, you know, to fruition. Absolutely. 
that's one reason why I'm just always speaking and telling people near and far to go up there because, you know, um, I, I've been going probably 20 of 20-something years, 20 of 25 years since college, just as a client, you know, like you said. And then, yeah. that, like you said, that really the loving energy of the predominant number of people who are there and the goodwill and, like, friendly faces. And, you know, when I would sit down in front of somebody and they'll be like, are you doing readings? You know, uh, psychics, right. I guess, recognize the gifts in each other. And that's the thing. We all have it, you know. That's the uh, understanding right. then and beginning to embrace it. I mean, you kind of have that, uh, you know, that – it's my my day is coming and it will come in the due season kind of feeling and now you're emerged into professional practices um as you intended i guess correct <laughs> yes absolutely absolutely i would say that you know once i got strong enough after my divorce and felt like that i was able to um you know, take on my new life path and be my own person and stand my own ground, you know, mm-hmm. is when I said, this is what I'm going to do, you know, and unfortunately mm-hmm. we lost my, we lost my grandmother a couple of years ago. And I said, I'm not going to let this die, you know, with her. I knew that this mm-hmm. is where I was going to be. And I knew that she would be carrying me all the way. Mm-hmm. Were you, uh, well, I know that you are a medium, so how yes. does your mediumship come in? Is she part of your psychic conversation? <laughs> well, you know, um, I've always found that um, uh, I've always, I always hope, you know, that I'm going to hear her voice. But honestly, I don't. But every time I get mm-hmm. a reading, she's there. So what mm-hmm. I feel like what she does, you know, and I want to say that she kind of lines them up for me when she's over there, you know, like, okay, you're next, okay, you're next. You know, like, um, uh-huh. I feel like she may have one of the um, sheep hooks, you know, and she hooks them in for me. I still feel like she's supporting me over there. Yeah. You know, so I could, you know, I could, you know, I could see her in my mind lining them up. So I know that she's there. I know that she's protecting me. I know that she, you know, is helping me all the way and, you know, again, every reading I get, you know, she's like, well, they're here, she's here, don't worry about it, you know. So I know sooner or later, mm-hmm. you know, when the time is right, you know, that I will see her or that I will hear her. And um, mm-hmm. But until then, you know, this is our relationship for now, and that's just fine. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, now, I mean, uh, that's uh, one. Go ahead. I also wanted to say that um, my um, Baptist, my Southern Baptist preacher grandfather has come through too. So. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) See, it's so interesting that you know. um, As I think that's one of the most uh, unknown areas that people have the most questions about when they start talking about. Okay, psychic gifts and abilities. It's, you know, one thing to talk about developing intuition to some people, right? And then it's another when you start to say, well, I am a medium and I communicate with, 
angels, uh, departed loved ones, ascended masters. I mean, there's you know aliens. I mean, there's any kind of thing out there, you know, right. thing. And so um, that I think is what makes more people kind of um, pull back a little. I know myself personally pull back from like gifts at different points in time because you're talking about um, some pretty broad stuff, you know. So right. as a, you do refer to yourself as a medium. And at what point do you feel like you, did you always know that what you were doing was like mediumship when you were using the pendulum and things of that nature? Or or how did that kind of crystallize for you? Well, when I was, um, when I was learning every, or learning a few things, you know, like through my grandmother or, learning my protection and learning that I can't communicate, you know, I didn't think about it as being mediumship at the time. I thought about it more as just, um, you know, talking to my spirit guides because um, the spirit guide I had growing up, which may still be with me, um, is was her name was Rose. So every time I needed anything, I would, I would ask for Rose and Rose would um, talk with me. Um, I didn't think of it again as being a mediumship. I mm. wanted, when I got older and I, you know, felt like I was ready and started going back to get readings again is when I was, um, uh, I, it was suggested that I go um, go to uh, Carl Woodall to learn this Sandy mm-hmm. Anastasi um, program. So, I did um, study with Carl in that program and graduated. And that's what really put my mediumship to a different level, and I'm so thankful for all of that. I have, uh, out of all the common experiences that out of the interviews that I've conducted so far, outside of the Big Psychic Ferry intersection and crossroads, Carl Woodall's uh, development course is the second most uh, cited uh, reference for mm-hmm. for people in the Atlanta area as a place where they furthered yeah. or got their education. So I think that is very interesting. Everyone speaks very favorably of it. So uh, this is a program that it's a pretty intensive program of psychic development, isn't it? Uh, how long is that that you work uh, through through that progression? Um, currently, his um, his program or his classes are um, one weekend a month for six months. So, mm-hmm. uh, and you have homework. So you work with the group. Mm-hmm. You know, you work with um, you know all everybody in there, and then the next month's homework, you work with somebody else. And um, there's people that come in to do readings, and there's people that are on the phone that we do readings with, and um, you have a wide range of spectrums of, you know, how he teaches, and um, mm-hmm. but he he brings you in slowly. You know, he just doesn't just slam everything on you, and that's what helps out a lot too because you feel like that you got a little bit of this, then you know that you're ready to go for a little bit more of it. <laughs> right, right, and it really is. I think at the heart of it, a big trust exercise, right? Like. When you yeah. realize that you're getting messages, beginning to trust that, 
you know, trusting yourself to make decisions based off the, you know, it's all kind of uh, growing in our our companionable connection to the least the beautiful loving energies that are around us. Uh, that's the thing that you that's speak right. of consistently with your grandmother, and is the mm-hmm. the call to be loving, you know, and to have her. Right. Uh, Involved in connecting you to people who need loving messages, as she also gave those loving messages. That's a really beautiful inheritance, uh, you know, to to be able to do. I think that one of the things that we are experiencing in this expanded time is a return to those inherited lineal, family-connected knowledge, more of the indigenous, you know, way. I'm sure that your grandmother could trace back to her grandmother's, 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 all this knowledge that she was imparting to you, you know, and to be able to see that still being honored in this day and age, despite all of her technological, you know, you can Google it. No, I learned it from my grandmother. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, that's yeah. really a beautiful experience. Yeah, I completely agree. And I want to say, you know, that, um, you know, my grandmother was, the, you know, the matriarch, and um, she has four girls. Um, and we all, or they all got touched by it somehow. You know, they all have the mm-hmm. same gift. Whether they, mm-hmm. you know, ex- they didn't extend it out, you know, to where, um, like the point that I'm extending it out to where I'm reading for others, you know, um, they all have mm-hmm. a little bit of something different. But I do hope that my children, you know, will extend this out as well. And just by learning from me, you know, or the things mm-hmm. that I would teach them, that they'll continue this on because I think they're going to be even better than I would be. Mm-hmm. That's beautiful that you could see that as a possibility with them. Absolutely. Because I feel like that we were a soul family. You know, we've, we mm-hmm. came into this lifetime, you know, this lifetime, but we've been together in other lifetimes and we'll be together mm-hmm. again. You know, mm-hmm. it's just so yeah. plainly connected. Well, that is beautiful be, to have that be part of your experience and where you're recognizing it and getting to experience as a conscious participant, you know. Now, you're, mm-hmm. um, I know that you, Pendulum is a, a tool of divination for those of our listeners who um, may not be familiar it really is anything that is a hanging object on a flexible or string, like a weighted object, keys. I mean, anything can really be used as a pendulum, but a lot of people craft their own and make uh, crystals and metal combinations and all of that kind of stuff. So did you... Uh, did you, like, see, like, your grandmother had her own favorite little pendulum, and did she teach you about, or did you make your own tools, or? Uh, well, I didn't get anything handed down to me as far as those types of tools. Um, mm-hmm. There was, 
there was some distance at one point with me and my grandmother to where she lived in a different state, and we were oh, okay. as close. She, when she did start to, uh, when she moved to Georgia to live with my mother through her, until she passed, is when, you know, we started talking a little bit more about things, or she would, you know, read things, you know, automatically for me. The other things that I've learned, you know, since I was growing up is that I also would have, have several different dreams that would come true true. Mm-hmm. So at the time, my grandmother told me that was a sleeping prophet or that I was, um, you know, dreaming of things um, that if I didn't like it anymore that I could wish those away too. So, you know, there was many different gifts that I noticed as a mm-hmm. small child or as a girl, young girl, you know, growing up that um, that was lost at one point but are uh, are now coming back because I've asked my guides to bring my gifts back to me. Mm. That's beautiful. That uh, You know, I hear that also many, many times. It's like once you kind of begin to really be able to full-heartedly develop your, devote your attention, to yeah. the relationship with spirit, you know, uh, it just grows and grows, and that relationship is constantly evolving and expanding as uh, new healing um, modalities are brought, new messages, new conversations. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's very beautiful. Now, you do uh, private readings, um, and I know you read at the Blue Barn. So a typical client who comes to you for services, are they type of having a repeat relationship with you or are is it often a one-off kind of experience? Um, I actually have both. I do. Um, my first visit is usually a um, channel visit, and I like to pre-read as well so that I can have some quiet time before the client gets here and get some messages of how we're, how I was going to be able to start the reading off. And then I receive my confirmation and affirmations from them, you know, as soon as they get here and I can start reading in my notes. And we also do, mm-hmm. um, or I do, um, uh, tar- tarot cards and oracle mm-hmm. cards. So that um, some, you know, people come through just for certain certain questions, and it's not always about mm-hmm. hearing from someone that has passed over. So if it's only for certain questions, you know, the cards are a little bit better for me than that, um, where I can read mm-hmm. the cards and, you know, just give a specific answer to a specific question. Um, the I do have repeats, and I do have a lot of people that uh, come back with their friends. And that's been a huge, huge, you know, a huge side of what I do. It's like, you know, they enjoyed the reading so much. They knew someone else needed that healing as well. So um, I see them and I get to meet somebody new. So it's it's great to be able to have clients like that. Well, I think that being a medium is really a very uh, cool and noble thing to be, right, because you're delivering and acting as a conduit for people with, like, the messages that really are so needful at the time that it has been engineered for them to be able to receive it in that moment through you, you know. And Mm -hmm. um, 
that that's a, just really a beautiful function. And I say that because you know not every they say like what is it every psychic is every medium is a psychic, but not every psychic is a medium. <laughs> you know. Yeah, that's uh, very true. Like, that's very true. Not functioning in that capacity, so it's really kind of being called to a special service, <laughs> I think, uh, to be able to do that work. Do you find that it is a like uh, intense or rewarding or a combination of both or neither? <laughs> now, actually, actually, um, I find it probably a little bit of both because, you know, some of the things that my clients, you know, have went through, I have went through as well. You know, um, mm-hmm. I find it hard, you know, that if they're crying, not to cry with them because I'm an empath. You know, so I, I pick up their feelings. I don't have to be touching them to know how they feel. I mean, I can just feel their energy. Um, but it's also rewarding because I know that that's going to heal them, and, it's you know, it heals me. So if I can mm-hmm. give love and give healing, then I'm going to receive love and receive healing. It's mm-hmm. amazing to me, you know, how even at the Blue Barn, you know, it's a small, you know, 20-minute reading, and I'm trying to push out as much information as I can. And you know, sometimes I'm I'm just I'm trying not to ball with them. You know, I really am. You know, mm-hmm. but it just shows you know that um, they're there for a reason, and I'm there for a reason too. I'm I'm supposed to be there, and I'm supposed to be reading with them. Um, mm-hmm. Even meeting you or meeting the other you know mediums and psychics that are with there, you know, we're all there together. We're all there for one purpose. You know, absolutely, it's, it's beautiful, uh, and getting to know you has been a huge benefit for me as well because as you know, you know, well we get along, you know. <laughs> yes. Um our energies match up very well. You were very nice very to me well. the first day I even yeah, I, you were very nice to me the first day I began reading there and I was scared to death. <laughs> Oh, I didn't even know that. <laughs> it might have been my first day reading there too. <laughs> so, but that's you know, a beautiful that, thing about the community. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, that's right. You're connecting to people who are also trying mm-hmm. to do the same thing you're doing, which is improve the world and be love in the world. When it comes down to it, that's right. Doesn't matter what it looks like. <laughs> you know, you're doing it in your own way. It has, so it has to be very exciting to you then as well. Are most of your, uh, like your clients, then are word of mouth referral, which is like the best way to get referrals, right, <laughs> from happy people. That's right. Right. And also um, to go back, you know, to say to get those people that support you, you know, like what you're doing um, with the vibrarian and your vibrarian or the elevation station. <laughs> To be able to have that, you know, extra knowledge and to have that person to say, hey, what are you up to? Where are you going next? You know, to have that support, you know, you know that you need to give that support back. 
Well, absolutely. I was resonating with you from the very first time. Like I said, you're so sweet. And that is a beautiful thing when you encounter people who just have the giving out, pouring from their energy field. You can't help but smile, you know. So um, now a few weeks ago we were at uh, my event, the Vibrate Elevation Station, as you mentioned, and Kim was Mm -hmm. one of the readers who provided services to the patrons of the event. Um, It's a pop-up metaphysical fair quasi is half metaphysical fair with vendors and products and goods and half psychic fair with readers and and sessions available energy healing and things like that so uh, I actually got to sit for a reading with you for the first time I had been meaning Mm -hmm. to I've been angling to get over to sit in front of you at the blue barn but it's you know it's so busy there so I had a free moment and I have to say that uh, you know everyone who does participate in my events I have had personal messages from and I was able to receive personal messages from you which was a beautiful heartfelt reading and I wish I had my recorder because I usually do like to record it but I didn't get it but um, you know thank you for the messages that you delivered to me as well you know uh, I just do (laughs) think that mediumship is a special uh, being able to communicate direct messages and things of that nature, your gifts when you are uh, encountering your clairs, as you say, you already talked about being an empath. Mm-hmm. How else are your psychic gifts come in for you? Well, and you're mentioning your dreams as well. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I see uh, they give me pictures um, and they speak to me some, not all the time. Um, it depends on how loud they are, to be honest with you. And, uh, mm-hmm. like, if they talked a lot here, they're going to talk a lot over there. If they didn't talk a lot here, then they won't talk a lot over there. So I'll get more of the pictures. Um, I also mm-hmm. have um, just the uh, Claire Connick, I'm sorry, I won't say that right. Um, <laughs> Claire Cognizance, like, yes. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Um, and... Um, let me see. But it's mainly the pictures and the feelings is what I go with, you know, because I can, they give me, you know, signs of things that would be um, something that the uh, person would know or the sitter would know, or they would, um, sometimes they tell me family secrets and I'm like, did you know about this? You know, because that's what she's showing me. And, you know, so, um, Sometimes, you know, you have to be careful how you approach things as well so that you, I don't, you know, disrespect, you know, the family or the sitters. So, mm-hmm. but um, those are the clairs that I'm usually using. It's got to be the pictures, if they talk to me, and how they're making me feel. And, I, you know, you can also tell mm-hmm. sometimes they tell me how they die as well by making me hurt in certain areas, like my mm-hmm. head or my stomach, you know, so. I can get that. Um, Not all the time, but sometimes I get all these things, you know, rolled into one or I only get one thing. So it just depends. Hmm. Right. You just pay attention, right? (laughs) Yeah. Be open to whatever is, uh, like you said, loving frequency. Yeah, the energies, you know, they come in and they, you know, since you're at such so much of a higher level, you know, trying to match that energy, you know, 
sometimes even after you, I'm done with the reading and I can calm down for a little while after they have left, you know, I won't remember what I said, but it really helped them. Mm-hmm. So I feel great about, mm-hmm. you know, that they came through, you know, and I said the right words. Now, when you were in your development classes, were mm-hmm. you did you were you exposed to any other modalities and things that you were new to you that like caught your interest, or was it really just kind of reframing things you already had understood from your grandmother and early instruction? Uh, one of the things that I learned was, uh, well, definitely how to keep my energy up, definitely how to protect myself, and also um, psychometry. Uh, I thought this was oh. very interesting, and I still love to do this today, is, you, you know, to be able to take a picture, you know, and not look at the picture, but, you know, place it upside down and be able to read the picture, you know, because that's another uh, that form of so communication. That's wild. What's so wild is I actually was going to ask you if you did any kind of uh, investigative or missing persons or, or the found or lost and found work. I was just getting ready, and then you said psychometry. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> well, see, that's one of those mm-hmm. moments when, like, you know or you hear something, and you're like, okay, well, that was a little advanced nudge for me to go ahead and get that question out. So it seems like you would probably – really be good at that. Um, I've not done any psychometry. I, I think, well, we had like a picture in an envelope exercise, but, um, yeah. but the, and like clothing and objects and things like that, do you read energy off of them? I haven't tried it yet, but it'd be interesting if I ever could. I haven't tried it, but I would. I would try it now. I've been able to do. I've been able to do some reading, um, readings off of a Bible, like a person's personal Bible. They wrote in their Bible, you know, and gave family messages in their Bible, and I was able to give readings off of the Bible without opening it up. Oh wow, that's beautiful. Mm-hmm. It is such an interesting, you never know really in the awakened to psychic life <laughs> side of reality. It really is quite interesting, but it's in a, a beautiful and loving way, like you said, to know that there's constant Absolutely. companionship around you, <laughs> you know, so. Mm-hmm. Now, are your readings available by phone or only in person or video or all of the above? No, um, I do all of the above. I am on Facebook. I'm on Instagram. Um, I got my Gmail account for email, and I do in-home reading. So um, just about a little bit of everything. Um, Depends on what the client needs or how long the reading is going to be. A lot of people like face-to-face, and I think that's great, and I'm fine mm-hmm. with that. But, you know, either way, I can do um, things. Okay. And so the, where they can find you on, uh, what are your web properties or your uh, apps and all of that? On Facebook, I'm under Kim, K-I-M, Wells, W-E-L-L-S. On Instagram, I'm on Kimberly 
dash wells two 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 and my email is Kimberly dot wells W E L L S zero seven one five at gmail dot com. Excellent, and we'll have this information notated in the description boxes on our YouTube replay and on the Blog Talk home for this episode. For those of you who didn't catch it, we'll make sure that it's available to you. And I would love to, as we were, you were talking, I'm going to go ahead with my nudge that says I would love to host a gallery reading event if you would be interested in doing that I think that would be very very cool yeah I would I would absolutely be interested in doing it well we'll put that in our little hopper and talk about it in the coming weeks so um, I do yeah. think mediumship is a beautiful thing to experience and it's beautiful to observe as well uh, when you get an opportunity to see that happening for people because it really kind of uh, uh, that's my mediumship first mediumship reading really kind of finally crystallized for me good and firmly <laughs> That their the energy did not end. You know, it was kind of like I couldn't disprove what I had just experienced, and finally I just accepted that there was life right. beyond the grave. You know, uh, it was one of those turning right. point kind of. Oh, I can't turn back to unsee what I just experienced. You know, and now I know yeah. this this person's energy is there with me, and it's the truth. You know. Mhm. Absolutely. I completely agree. And I know as you're experiencing the readings, you're being given these images and things to tell people that don't have any logical sense to you, you know, but for the person who is receiving it and you trusting the message that you're receiving, then they are able to then, you know, receive their independent corroboration <laughs> that you had no part yes, of, you know. Uh. Yeah, that's right. Uh, I I tell myself all the time, you know, I can't say that. I can't I can't tell them about this, and I'm pushed to do it anyway. And it seems odd to me um, that I have to talk about someone's work boots, or that I'd have to talk about, mm-hmm. you know, the tricycle that they grew up with, or you know, mm-hmm. the snow that was on the ground or the swing set that they had, you know. So mm. it's very, you know, uh, it blows my mind sometimes as well. It really does. But it's it's mm-hmm. great because I know that that's um, affirming or giving confirmations is that I'm not, you know, trying to, you know, joke, you know, joke around or play with their emotions. But I'm trying to right. respect the family and respect the you know, the love that's still there that went with, the, you know, the person that passed, you know, that not yes. to worry about them, and, you know, not to worry about them because they, if they weren't in a good place, they wouldn't be able to talk to me or that they, you know, they, you know, that they're, they're fine, you know, they're much better than we are. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, and you mentioned like, um, you Reading for people involves a level of, like, ethics, and I know that, you know, uh, mm-hmm. Carl's 
school, they, they instruct about that, and most of the reputable programs I've seen or participated in do talk about, you know, the ethics of delivering these messages, you know, for entertainment purposes, quote, unquote, aside, which is what all the little disclaimers make you put, it's still very right. much giving very fragile communications to people in the most intimate of areas, their connections with others and their connection with themselves, you know, uh, and having, mm -hmm. uh, as you said, like a concern for how you're delivering uh, those messages, that's part of, you know, like not everybody needs to be a nurse. You know, I'm just saying you need to be a caring person right. to be a nurse. I think not everybody needs to necessarily be a medium. You need to be a caring, um, empathetic person to be with people in mm -hmm. that moment and in that space with reverence, you know. And your energy just seems to be, you know, very tender and sweet and, and respectful of that and beautiful in terms of what I received in my reading with you. So. Well, thank you. And, you know, there's um, times when I don't feel like I'm connecting and even when we're at the blue barn, you know, I tell them, I say, if I don't, if I'm not going down the right path, I'm going to give you your ticket back because it's not fair, you know, that, you know, sometimes you don't connect right away and you don't want that person to, Thank you. You're just guessing at things because I don't want to guess. I right. mean, I want to know for sure what's coming through. And I'd be glad to, to give person. them the, Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. I'll be glad Make to sure give that ticket back. Certainly. Mm -hmm. Well, and I'm always telling people all the time, you know, I said, I know a lot of good mediums, <laughs> you know. I'm happy to refer you to, you know, somebody, if you're looking to communicate like that, I know many good ones, and I've got you on that list, Kim. <laughs> so well, thank you. <laughs> well, we have people on the line this evening who have requested to receive a reading, and one of the features of our show is that, uh, when guests come on the show, they sometimes generously, as in the case this evening, agree to do on-air readings for our listeners. And so Kim has indicated she is willing to do that. So uh, know that these episodes are out there in the Internet, okay? And so you're reading. You don't need to give your last name, just your first name and or initials, depending on what Kimberly needs. But uh, nothing that would identify you for the future, however, you are going to be having a reading in public forum, so please do keep that in mind. And these are meant to be mini readings, and so if you have a more complex or advanced question, I definitely would encourage you to reach out to have a private reading with Kim using one of the means of contacting her above. So, uh, Kim, did you have any guidelines yourself or anything that you wanted to say to those who might be having readings with you this evening? Yes, I would say um, if um, I don't feel like that I'm going to be able to connect right away or answer your question, I'm going to go into tarot cards. So I have tarot cards here, and I also have some oracle cards. So if you, if I don't feel like I'm going to be able to answer you through channel or through mediumship, I will be pulling cards. Okay, excellent. Well, so we will get started with the readings. And we have caller ending in 669, and you're on the Psychic Inside Show. Who are we speaking with? Hi, my name is Elizabeth, and I'm really 
really grateful that you're taking my call. I um, uh, thank you for listening. Oh, I have gotten so much value out of this show. I I could I would love to like learn from both of you and be your student. <laughs> You've been so instrumental to my hour. Uh, awesome. <laughs> um, I awesome. use a pendulum Hello. and a uh, hi. Mm-hmm. And I love your story about connecting oh. with your grandmother. Um, oh, thank you. And gosh, um, I'm really grateful to have this reading. So um, right now, my questions are: I, I'm at a crossroads with my career and confusion about my romantic relationship as well, and I'm not sure what would be the best to go with. So I'll just put them both out there and ask for guidance. All right, Elizabeth, I'm going to um, pull some energy cards real quick. These are energy oracle cards um, from uh, Sandra Taylor. And I have oh, Cornucopia. Yeah, I okay, good. Uh, cornucopia, cornucopia, and I'll pull one more real quick. Oh, and I got anxiety, so... I'm going to get to start with the cornucopia card because I want to say that you're pretty bountiful, that you have a lot of um, different things going on. Like you probably have, um, what do they call it, a jack-of-all-trades or that you're um, wearing many hats right now and maybe that's what's making you um, anxious or have this anxiety about maybe where you're going to end up or where you're going to land. Um, at your yeah. job, do you feel like that you're not being appreciated very much for all the things that you do do, or you're not being paid correctly? So that's giving you the anxiety, and that's giving you the worry about, well, maybe I need to go somewhere else where I am going to be paid better. That's is, true. Um, is that okay? Go ahead. Yeah, that's true. I think though that my underlying feeling is that I want to be doing more of the work that you both are doing, and I don't know if I should stay there or or how to transition out of my world now to the world I want to be in. Um, I automatically get um, baby steps. Um, I'm going to go with baby steps, meaning for me, for you, that that would be just take it one thing at a time. So if you're already doing readings, you know, um, would the readings be sufficient enough to where you wouldn't, or can you do readings and do a part-time job, or can you do um, the spiritual work on the weekends and maybe still do full-time? You know, I want to say it's more of baby steps. So if you, how far are you along in your mediumship already? Or are you already doing readings? No, I'm I'm hardly doing them. I do something I invented. I don't even know what it's called. Um, I just do this sort of work where I bring people into a uh, energy landscape, and then I see things and I tell them about them. But I don't know. What, I just made it up, and it's it's. I don't know if it's mediumship. I don't know if it's. I don't know what it is, but I get information. I'm gonna give it to them. Yeah, sounds it's cool. <laughs> yeah, that's I was like, Whoa. Yeah, an absolute way of uh, connecting. I also get um, adjacent possibilities. So going back to the job, you know, first of all, we talked about how um, there was a lot of things to do at work and it was giving you anxiety like you're using, you know, many different hats. 
So the adjacent yeah. possibilities is that you do have a lot of different things that you can do. You have other other paths or other avenues that you could take down to where if you, you still needed a regular job just to, you know, like pay the bills or to cover a car, you know, note or insurance or something like that, where I could still see that you could have, you know, like be on the fence kind of like inside one world and inside another world. Okay. So that's that's the way I would look at it as, you know, I would say move forward with your spiritual work, um, but take it as in baby steps so that, you know, you're not, um, how do you say it, you're not um, overwhelming yourself or you're not adding extra pressure if you were to automatically just leave a job and move on. Okay, got it. Okay. Um, okay, did you have another question or does that answer everything that you needed? Well, that does. Is it okay if I just quickly just get your general energy concept over my new love relationship? I'm a little confused about it. Okay. Without even like going into any details because my daughter is actually standing right here. <laughs> it's so um, but it's... Did you all know each other before? Not really, no. Um, Not in this life. Maybe in another. Yeah, um, I was going to ask if, uh, uh, I can't say it if your daughter's there. <laughs> no, she can't. Nobody can hear. Only I can hear. Okay, like, um, are you thinking maybe this is a twin flame relationship? Yeah. Okay. Because I felt like that y'all had known each other before, and so I automatically got the twin flame, um, uh, what is it called, the twin flame, like, in my head, you know, thinking that maybe yeah. that's how y'all had come together in lifetimes before, and that you're coming back together in this lifetime. You know, some, sometimes twin flames are like oil and vinegar or oil and water. They don't always mix, and so that's another reason why you may have this anxiety because you don't know exactly where it's going to go or if that you should even be in it to begin with, whether it's going to build you up or destroy you. Yeah. Um, so um, coming back with twin flames in this in this, this form or lifetime, um, it also could mean, you know, coming to an end, you know, where you're finally um, learning or living out your contract and breaking the karma. Or it can also mean that you finally learned all the lessons from the past and that you'll, you know, continue the relationship. Uh, do you feel like that there's always already been some anxiety or some issues that have kind of, like, thrown up some red flags? Yeah. Um, some, it, it's a little more demanding than I'm used to, but it's also I understand mm -hmm. the conversation. Um, and the requests, and sometimes I feel like I throw my hands up. And I mean, this person's a, a super giver, like ginormous gifts. And then um, I am just so caring, gentle, and generous, and kind. Um, and but there's something that seems missing, and I don't know what it is. But I also feel like I don't know how to give them what they want. Um.
the first thing I saw, the first thing, well, one of the things you said was that it's kind of demanding, or is it demanding as in overwhelming? Because I want to say that do you feel like that you're losing some of yourself when you're with him? Uh, maybe space, but I said something. Yeah. Um, I'm sorry, I can't hear you. Um, space. Mm-hmm. Okay. I would say um, the the word that popped in my head first was communication. So I feel like that this can um, continue or can be worked out with the communication. So if you are ready to have this conversation because you've already had the red flags, then have it because it's just going to continue, meaning that if you have already feel like that you're losing something now, that you may still end up losing a piece somewhere else too. So if you want it to continue, you're going to have to be open with that communication and stand up for what you need. You know, if you don't want it to continue or he's not willing to budge on this issue, then that's going to tell you a different path to take. Okay. Um, I have done some, and the person was saying, like, okay, yes, I will give you that. Um, so maybe maybe it's going to work out. Yeah, I would say make sure that whenever you get that red flag up, to say it right then and don't wait until two weeks to say it, you know, or don't wait until a couple of days later to say it, you know. Make sure that the, when the red, when you see that red flag, say it right then. Okay. Um, okay. Thank you. I don't want to take up I hope that helps you, Elizabeth. Yeah, I think it does. As long as it's, as long as the energy is benevolent and not malevolent. (laughs) Thank you, honey. All right, thank you. Thank you so much. Oh, thank you for tuning in this evening. So, you know, it's uh, always a vulnerable thing to, uh, you know, receive and open yourself up to messages from spirit through another person or through an external source. So I don't take it lightly when people are uh, doing that on the air. You know, I think that's really wonderful. Uh, We've had some other callers who are listening in, but nobody has chimed in to say that they wanted a reading at this point. If you are listening in our queue and are looking for that, then just press the pound one key and we'll get you on here. Uh, you know what is uh, one thing that uh, you were talking about the baby steps I love that movie what about Bob and he's like I'm baby stepping right Uh, I did one of those uh, like I left my corporate job and gave it the deuces and walked out the door was away for a year finding myself came back like I'm going to launch my 5D business and then you know within a year year and a half I was back in like the 3D world <laughs> being more balanced mm-hmm. between um you know the um the regular more mundane work that I had built my career with and then moving into doing more and more of the spiritual work over a period of time rather than <laughs> you know uh, but 
So when you, you know, I was resonating with that because I think I probably talked to a psychic reader right around the time, a few months before I decided to resign from my good corporate job, too. And I think they were like, well, wait, you know, <laughs> you know, you don't have to do everything at once. <laughs> so, yeah. So um, that's exactly it, how I did it, too. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. The call, because at some point you're like, you know, I really feel so good. I know you feel like in your heart, I'm sure, very just happy when you finished having several conversations with people. Uh, And that that probably is like, you know, if you could walk away from everything else and just have those conversations on a constant basis, I'm sure you absolutely would, you know, who wouldn't. Uh, want to be yeah. just feeling happy and joy all the time, you know. Uh, but the reality is, is that we're shining our light everywhere, whether we're do- taking readings for people, or whether we're just going to our jobs and being our happy, happy little selves, <laughs> you know. So yeah, you, know, you're, being out, being you work at a, a regular job, cool. right? Yes. Um, yeah, uh, being out in the, you know corporate world or in the, you know, real world or however you want to say it, you know, you do have to um, protect yourself as well because there's always people trying to, you know, get into you or, you know, look at you a little bit differently, you know. So I've learned how to protect myself a little bit more out there so that I won't, you know, fall into any negative patterns or fall into you know, the lower vibe, you know, kind of people. I always do try to stay up in a higher vibe and try to spread, you know, a little bit more happiness. You know, you know, it's not just about mm-hmm. getting a cup of coffee every morning and going right to your desk, you know. It's about being able to say right. good morning and, you know, mean it and to be nice to other people. You may not always be nice you... to you, so. Mm-hmm. And, at your workplace, is it known that you're also a psychic or that you do other spiritual things? Um, it is known that I do other spiritual things, but not that I'm um, at this level. Um, I don't. I don't really talk about it too much unless um, you know we're friends, you know, or that we're you know Facebook friends or something like that. Um, it just seems mm-hmm. like it. Um, Sometimes it can be um, harder to explain, or people try try to step away from you and not even get to know you, because um, mm-hmm. this is a deep part of my life, you know. But I'm I'm a person outside of that as well, you know. I'm still, mm-hmm. you know, I can still have my feelings hurt, you know. I can still, mm-hmm. you know, I can still go to that low vibe, but I'd rather not. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just like the, right. with the, the family, you know, my family knows now and um, my dad, you know, he knows now after probably, you know, a year or two years of already being in this, I just now finally told him, you know, because I knew he was going to mm-hmm. hear about it anyway. Um, <laughs> and, you know, we just we just don't talk about it. You know, I told him I, this is what I'm doing and he's like, well, okay then. And then we don't talk about it no more. So that's good. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, agree to disagree or not agree disagree at all. You know, 
Yeah, and uh, with my friends, you know, my friends knew me before they, you know, knew, and they know me now, and they love me just as much. So, mm-hmm. you know, after you do start getting into this work, you, you know, uh, there is a some loss, but the gain is more worth it because you know who the true mm-hmm. people are. You know, I have, mm-hmm. I have my tribe, I have my tribe, I have mm-hmm. my friends, I have, you know, my mentors that I look up to and. Um, mm-hmm. Can learn from, and they can learn from me. It, it is it's a beautiful, beautiful um, life to be in. Mm-hmm. And one of the other spiritual things that you have in your um, arsenal of divine tools is you are also an ordained minister. I forgot to bring that up as well. <laughs> so. Uh, <laughs> When you talk about that blend in the two sides of your family, you mean that in spirit yeah. and in truth. <laughs> yep, that is true. Uh-huh. I'm not allowed to talk about anything else with anybody else, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> you know, well, it's, I'm it's, very... more, it's more for um, client protection. So my protection mm, and the client's protection. So... Because I read mothers Absolutely. and I read their daughters, you know, and the mothers mm-hmm. are like, well, what's she saying? And I'm like, I can't tell you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. There go those ethics again, you know, <laughs> professionalism right. and ethics and spiritual business. So I mm-hmm. have enjoyed uh, learning more about you. I, Like I said, I knew you and the, your energy, of course, but not like your story. And so I really enjoyed chatting with you this evening. And, of course, when we get our uh, location worked out for the next Elevation Station, which will be in the late right, spring. Great. You will absolutely have to be there. I will definitely let you know so you can come out again and deliver your beautiful messages and have your smiley face and cookies. (laughs) You're so sweet. Oh, yeah, thank you. Cookies and snacks. we got to keep our blood sugar up when we're doing second greetings. (laughs) uh, But, no, Kim, I really appreciate, you know, your shared inheritance uh, about your connection to your abuela, your grandmother, your, you know, um, that women's wisdom that is embodied through you and down into your daughters Mm -hmm. and the messages of love that you all have been giving in service to the betterment of humanity. That is such a beautiful, beautiful story to be your reality. And I'm so very happy I got to hear about that this evening. Well, thank you so much, Joelle, for giving me the chance to come on and getting to know me and me getting to know you. I really do appreciate it. And I love to, um, see your smile when we go to the barn. I look forward to seeing you every time. And thank you so much. Absolutely. Did you have any words of wisdom or advice or otherwise for those who might hear this at some point in their future? I would. Um, the couple of things that I thought of um, is to remember that everything happens for a reason. So if you're getting a gut feeling about something or if you're getting – you know, um, if you have one of those things where you've ever said, I knew I should have done this, I knew I, I should have went, mm-hmm. you know, I knew I should have done that, just think about those things because those may be little messages. You know, everything mm-hmm. happens for a reason. 
um, just trust your gut and also, you know, continue to, you know, work with your angels and to work with your spirit guides and we're all here to help each other and love each other. Yes. Mm-hmm. All of us. Well, Kim, thank you. This has been the Psychic Inside Show, and my guest uh, for the conversation has been Kim or Kimberly Wells, and you can uh, reach her through the Vibrarian, and uh, we'll make sure that her information is available to you on the replay of this show. Uh, We'll see you again on another Tuesday for another interview and conversation with a person who has opened up to their psychic gifts and abilities as well. Same blog talk channel, the Vibrary Radio Network. And in the meantime, I absolutely wish for you all of the blessings that you can possibly hold and that those blessings spill out from your arms to bless the world around you. The light in me absolutely honors the light in you. Namaste.